19 pew 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 that was supposed to be fireworks yeah kind of sound like guns but so do fireworks yeah but it didn't even sound like guns it sounded like <laughs> sound like someone trying to a sound four-year-old like a, boy yeah <laughs> pew, 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 pew. yeah like an old country western yeah yeah for all acquaintance be forgot mm-hmm. and never brought to mind <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I kind of think of Auld Lane Sign as like my birthday song, so. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Speaking of, Laura's birthday, happy belated birthday, was Thanks. New Year's Eve. It's yeah, yeah. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, every year. So really, I guess when we sing that, it's the end of my birthday, but it's also the beginning of a new year. Yeah. So, yeah. Out with the old and with the new. It's sort of the the climax of my birthday and the beginning of the new year all Mm -hmm. at one time it's the end of my birthday and the climax of my birthday at the same time yeah i tell you what 2019 is gonna be the best year yet it is i really feel it i feel good i do too i just i've how many times have i said that well before 2019 and you know i've i've gone into years before thinking this is gonna be this is gonna be but i really feel it Mm -hmm. about this year and i feel it's a lot of it has to do with the shit that happened in 2018 has just changed changed yeah. a lot of things about me yeah and you know for all the shit that we talk about 2018 mm-hmm. there was a lot of good yes there you was you know but it's, there like, was. it's just hard to to really you can't say it was a great year because no. there was so much bad the or lows negatives. the lows were just so low mm-hmm. the high and the the lows were just so low that even with the high highs it just and i don't think back yeah, I don't think we're the exception. I think everyone can agree. And for some weird reason, 2016 and on mm-hmm. has just been... I, mean, I have a theory. <laughs> but it's been... It's just been weird. Yeah. Like, it's just been very strange. And I yeah. think... Remember my theory mm. about slipping into an alternate timeline <laughs> after the Bush-Gore election when <laughs> Gore actually won and then Bush won and we yeah. sl- and then 9-11 happened? I feel like there's some alternate timeline out there where Gore was president, healthcare is affordable, <laughs> like, <laughs> public education is reasonably priced, and student loans are low interest rates, and all these great things where we, you know, we went back and forth, but we never had crazy shit happen. Mm-hmm. And then I would like always joked about that, and then Donald Trump was elected. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, we are definitely in that alternate time. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. This is only some shit that, like, you would see in a movie. Yeah. And you like, wonder is if it's the sort of thing where there are other people living on the other timeline. So, how's it going over there, yeah, you guys? I just, um, <laughs> I'll think, I'll visit you in my dreams. What are Casey and Laura on that timeline making a podcast about? Yeah, and mm. how successful are they? <laughs> <laughs> how many people are donating to their Patreon? <laughs> Because the economy's better. Yes. People are like, you know what? I have money to just give. Yeah. <laughs> I like these people. Take my money. God. No, I think, uh, like I said, I think 2019 is going to be special. Yeah. Um, 
how was Christmas? Christmas was good. Christmas was pretty chill. We uh, hung out with my actual family, my not blood family, but mm. the people that are my family. Mm-hmm. And like I do, I've done every Christmas Eve my entire life. I w- I've always been with them. And it was really nice. And there were kids this year, which was really fun because mm-hmm. there haven't been kids since we were kids. Yeah. So it was fun with that. And it was more laid back, a little bit smaller crew than usual. But that's kind of the the beauty of our Christmas Eve parties is that some years it's really big and other years it's smaller. This year it was smaller, but it, it was really nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was great. I gave Gary a watch with Clyde's paw print on the so back. So sweet. And so that was, and he gave me an air fryer, which was something I've been asking for. <laughs> so that was really fun. And we had a nice Christmas. That's awesome. How was y'all's? It was good. You know, we had the, uh, before Christmas, we did like the gift exchange in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and Seth and Drew, Bob's name. Yeah. Bob from, yeah, you know, Milk Jeans. Yeah. <laughs> The famous Bob Milk Jeans. And we'll just leave Milk Jeans there. We're not going to talk about it for 30 minutes. (laughs) um, And, you know, we got him, like, I don't like a cold brew maker and, like, a a dice game. Mm -hmm. And then Bob got... Bob had drawn Sethin's name. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Right? So, Bob got Sethin a Chicago Bears shirt with... Which... Sethin was like, oh, this is awesome. And then he flipped it over. And it was the, um, the kicker. And he has this season in one game, he missed four field goals and hit the same upright four times. And Bob had been here watching the game. And so then Seth and Bob just went off, like, you know, with their inside jokes that last forever. So Seth and flips the shirt on. He's like, God damn it. He's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, so, you know, that, but that party was really fun. Um, yeah. It was my first time, like, really hosting like a holiday party for adults mm-hmm. so that was nice and there were no kids um, oh wow yeah so that's cool um and then christmas day we'd done christmas with my mom when you know we saw you and christmas day it was the first time in i mean i want to say since i was like 14 mm-hmm. or younger where christmas was i was just like happy yeah you know layla's at that age where she was looking forward to Christmas basically since before Thanksgiving. And I finally, like, I loved how my house was decorated and just mm-hmm. felt so warm. And first year, Sethan and I weren't sick on Christmas and I don't know how long. Oh, wow. And it was just, it was so beautiful. It was such a beautiful day. And then I invite, I had Cameron and Kenny and uh, Kenny's boyfriend, Terry, over for dinner. And Jenny mm-hmm. came and we played card games. And, you know, <laughs> Layla, I have a video of her when she's coming out to see what Santa Claus got her. And she's like just totally taken aback because we don't, Santa Claus doesn't wrap his presents for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just standing there just like looking around like in com- like completely in awe. And Sethan's like, what'd you get, Layla? And she's like, I got My Little Ponies and Bobbies and and mommy I got everything (laughs) and I was like oh my god so like just even like it's at that age we're seeing it through her eyes makes it super special so I remember I took a bath by my (laughs) damn self and just relaxed and it was great it was a really great Christmas and I'm looking forward to them from here on out and like I feel like ending the year like that on this like positive note right at the end that like despite all the shit that has happened this year Mm -hmm. 
it just kind of like set the tone for my mood yeah you know moving forward and this is the first year I did I, I said it um well I don't know if I've told you this but um it's the first year I didn't like make our new year's resolution to lose weight Wow. You know, and for me, it's like, that's a huge deal because that has been a lifelong thing for me. And this year, I didn't really make a resolution other than like stuff that I've been wanting to do. Like, I want to go to bed earlier, wake up earlier, yeah. like, you know, just shit like that. Mom was more just goal oriented in general. Yeah. Like, I want this podcast to get picked up. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'd love to be on a podcast network. Yeah. You know, I'd love to make this something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that can help people or reach people or give people an outlet or yeah. something. I don't know, but I'd like to define that. Not yeah. That. Yeah. So we want to thank everyone yeah, for still thanks. listening to us. Kind of define where we're going a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Cause I think we sort of started this as like, let's hear funny stories at, people's, see. at yeah. people's funerals. And then it's just sort of evolved into it's something different. Started to define evolving. itself. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really interesting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very, I think, one big thing that I'm doing this year without even realizing that I'm doing it is I got like a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like just trying to be more grateful. Yeah. So I think that's one thing like it's so easy to sit here and think, God, I wish we had more listeners. I wish we could reach more people. I wish we had more reviews. I wish people would give us a shot or, you know, this, yeah. that and the other. But it's so much more important to be like, I'm so grateful for the listeners we have. Yes, exactly. I'm so grateful for the friends I've made that are listeners mm-hmm. and the stories people have shared with us and guests that have come on and looked us in the eye and shared very personal stuff yes. and then laughed with us too. You know, yes. after, like it's unique and it's special and I'm really, really grateful for that. Yes, I am too. So attitude of gratitude. But it's been as well received as it has been yeah. so far because people could have just been completely unreceptive yeah that was um i forget who was saying this but it's a listener and they were just talking about how this could have been a totally different podcast it could have been we could have done a without even meaning to we Mm -hmm. and and i think there are times where like we were like oh shit we don't want to seem disrespectful we don't want this that and the other but like we totally could have been two little shits coming on here laughing at dead people yeah you know what you know what i mean but like i think because we both experienced fair share of grief yeah we were like unintentional like or subconsciously even more sensitive to yeah we wanted to be respectful of people but we also have a very dark sense of humor yes (laughs) and our line is very far from where other people's are but i think we also know where we can play with that and where we can't and when we're first getting to know was know someone maybe we can't play yeah. with their line like we can with each other yeah where there really just isn't a line no there's no <laughs> line we and if there is we barrel pass it every time <laughs> so. but you know it's it's funny too because like i was just thinking I, was, I don't think we've ever had an episode where we've recorded where we've had to edit something out that was like whoa that was too far like mm-hmm. we we say like we fuck up in the sense of like it'll take us 10 minutes to get a word out yeah <laughs> okay, 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 okay. yeah yeah like that but i don't think we've ever been just awkwardly yeah. insensitive yes <laughs> so let's hope for 2019 <laughs> that we just stay on that track yeah we can stay on that track yeah even when, and we've been i've been not you i've been pretty drunk on some podcasts yeah yeah i think only one <laughs> that you've been drunk on <laughs> yes 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 and you'll be able to tell yeah oh that one we're releasing it tomorrow (laughs) which 
when you, you won't hear, know that. you won't know that because it's january 5th right now <laughs> um anyway yeah other than that everything's been cool and i'm grateful for everything and i always forget stuff but it'll always come back to me yeah <laughs> so. happy new year oh happy wait did year. you want to talk about your um the spot they found i mean i can yeah i uh they found another spot a melanoma or no in a, they found I went in for my three-month check, and there was another spot, and I was preparing myself because she said it was multi-layered and bi-colored. I'm, I might have gotten those terms mixed up. It might have been... Multicolored and bi-layered? <laughs> yeah. I, I, Who knows? Anyway, something like that. Scary medical words. Yeah, and then she said there were also some a couple of spots on my legs, and I said, well, could you just point them out to me so I can keep a watch? Because mm-hmm. she just said, I don't want to go cutting you up if unnecessarily. But if and you're like cut me, cut me. (laughs) If these come back, um, if the ones on your chest come back, uh, as melanoma will take the ones off your Mm -hmm. legs, and so I was already preparing myself. Well, this one's newer, so we'll just I guess we'll schedule the surgery. Came back benign. That's awesome. So (laughs) another thing before the new year, just one last little. It was it was before. Yeah, it was, and it was. I wasn't thinking in a negative, like oh god, another melanoma. It was just I was just being. You're like, of course. I was just going okay. I was actually being positive about the fact that it was. You've done it once. I've done it. I'll do it. And then oh oh well, this is a pleasant surprise Mm -hmm. that I don't have melanoma. (laughs) This is cool. (laughs) What a nice gift. It's that um. What's the line from um. Uh, say anything with John Cusack. Which one? No, where he says, "If you start out depressed, everything's a pleasant surprise." <laughs> so if you start out, if you start out focusing on the negative, then it's just a pleasant yeah. surprise when it comes so, out positive. I like that because when you're when you're so, at a two or three, yeah, uh, the rain on my car is a baptism. The new me. <laughs> Maybe you got the right idea. Start out depressed, everything's a pleasant surprise. Everything's a pleasant surprise. God, I well, love John Cusack. Yeah, me too. <laughs> one day we'll get into <laughs> my love for John Cusack yeah um yeah so but glad that you don't so have that, melanoma so that was good and yeah and Nora got bit by a snake oh yeah yeah another snake Seth was just telling me that that's yeah. so crazy $400 right before Christmas wow so donate to our Patreon <laughs> <laughs> um but when I I went for my three-month appointment i was asking her about the digital body mapping and she said unless you're just a real severe warrior it's not really necessary because if you're coming in for all of your appointments oh, okay that it's not covered by insurance because you have to go every three months yeah. or yeah every three months three months for the first two, two years. years and then six months after that and at some point i might be able to just go god but six annually. months feels scary when you don't know like how much can it grow in six months well, the one, this one that I had was probably there about six months. So. Oh, God. What if you fucking develop it the day the you day, leave? I'll, exactly. So. I feel like, no, I'd like to come every three months, please. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess you have that option. Like, no, I think I would rather come three months. So she was saying the digital body mapping. If you're, she said, like, she has a friend that's a hypochondriac and that. Okay, sorry. So we're back. Um, I just had an epic Charlie horse, <laughs> and Laura was in the middle of her story, and I was like, <gasps> I thought I didn't know what was happening. She was like, "Are you giving birth?" <laughs> so nope. Yeah. I just had to walk it out. Um, yeah. All right. I think that means I'm dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we were talking about the digital mapping, and she just said that. But basically, I'm not a paranoid person. I'm not a severe warrior. So I thought, well, maybe I can just, 
you know, not do that. And then... How much is it? Do you know how much it is without it? I don't know how much it is. And I I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll look into it. We'll we'll see. Anyway. Wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. And a hat. (laughs) raincoat yes <laughs> anything i found everything. this great product line called xcel xcel is how you spell it but they do surfwear that's the hoodie that i wear all that blue hoodie yeah. that i wear all the time now because it's like 100 upf okay so especially when i'm driving but it's also really um breathable so when i'm driving i wear that a lot of times smart because yeah you don't think about because that's one time when i've i've gotten like sunburns i didn't mean to get mm-hmm. because you're driving in the car and did, the sun's radiating on you the whole time and you don't did notice. we talk about that truck driver that i think he was on the cover of some magazine like bunch of news articles or like news organizations picked up the story but it was just you know he had been driving a truck for some like 40 fucking years and he took a picture or someone had taken a picture of his body like his chest up mm-hmm. and it was like the left side of his face and the left arm was just wrinkled and aged <gasps> and this side was like a normal you know 60 oh year old man but it was like just crazy what the son had done yeah to his body but, but you gotta you just have your arm on out the window yeah driving with this side of your face the sun coming i will have to post that somewhere because it was that's insane yeah i'll send it to you i believe it though yeah because i have gotten some wearing there again where i ended up having the melanoma removed you just wear because with women it's so hard to find crew neck mm-hmm. shirts for women that are cute that don't mm-hmm. have like these ridiculous cap sleeves mm-hmm. and i've have always kind of preferred crew neck anyway um because i'm not big chested mm-hmm. so i it's like being, being me being strangled right but i mean i'm not so sometimes v-necks yeah. look weird on me because i'm have because of my body type yeah yeah so crew necks i just prefer but it's hard to find them that are actual sort of crew necks they're usually like this is a crew neck but it's really this weird stretched out version yeah. of a crew neck so you're wearing that and the sun's beating down on you. Guess where you're getting hit? Mm-hmm. Right where I have my melanoma. Yep. So that's probably the area that I just got accidental sunburns the yeah. most. Are you going to be like sort of paranoid this summer? Probably. Like, not paranoid necessarily, just more conscientious. Yeah. I mean, I thought about when I was looking through my closet, I thought I didn't spend any money. It, on my wardrobe this year that was fun <laughs> I, I, except for my green dress that i wore at the, that wedding yeah it was so but good. that was still a melanoma based outfit because yeah. we were going to a wedding and i had to have something that com- covered up my incision yeah so yeah but i didn't that was the one fun thing that i bought everything else that i bought this year was stuff related to sun protection and the first bathing suit i have bought since my wedding and it's a rash guard mm-hmm. that go, <laughs> covers up everything. But you you know, you have all these ideas of like, I want to wear this cute bathing suit. Damn. And so I'm just thinking, I was like, it's a lifestyle change. Yeah. And the I'm whole totally thing. at that age of, I, I'm, I'm like already regretting all the dumb shit I've done while I was younger. And the sun is one of them. I mean, I used to like put like tanning oil three yeah spf on and go and like bake mm-hmm. and you know we're going on the cruise in february and i'm like fuck. 
Yeah. Like, I can't do that. I just think that people are going to be able to do those things less and less because of the ozone layer depleting. Mm-hmm. Because that's one thing. I mean, the UV rays are just stronger. They're more intense. They're I don't starting. Know why I didn't ever connect those two? <laughs> they're seeing more and more melanoma, more and more skin cancer, and <laughs> as Casey looks at the freckles on her chest and paranoia. Well, it's funny because I have these spots that I've always like. I have like so many freckles yeah. and then i have like legit a tan line of no freckles like yeah. a tank top sleeve or bathing mm-hmm. or tank top strap or bathing suit strap where there are no freckles because they're all sun kisses which is a nice way of saying sun damage but and, uh, yeah but it was funny when i was looking at stuff i thought this is this is annoying but then when i was trying like putting the actual swimwear on that's I thought this is freeing in a weird way at the same oh, time. Oh, because you're not like because I'm not trying to find that cute bathing suit that makes, anymore. Somehow makes your butt look good and somehow makes your boobs look good and hides your yeah, belly. Yeah, or that's yeah. just it's cute, but it's also flattering and all that. I went that pressure is off me. Yeah, like, like this is that. this is a true like functional yeah s- piece of swimwear. I still like it. Yeah. It's probably something I would pick out like a version of this anyway, but I thought this is a functional swimwear that it's meant to help prolong my life mm-hmm. now. And so that pressure of trying to look cute in it was sort of lifted. Lifted. Yeah. Off of me. I like that. And so yeah, I'm just like I'm liberated from this. From yeah. this whole idea of looking cute in a bikini, it's done. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had that in my mind as something that I was like, I just want that one summer again where I look cute in a bikini. <laughs> you know, just, you know, just like, God, I just want one more summer where I feel good in a bikini. And I don't have to ever worry about that again. Yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah. Like, it's not even... I'm, yeah, that's nice. ...an idea in my head anymore because I would rather be alive. For sure. So. For sure. Yeah, and like... And also the person that I'm normally with on the beach is Bianca. And if I showed up on the beach in a bikini, she would send me back into the house. <laughs> she would cover me with a blanket. Young lady. Because I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> soon, this is, I mean, my, you know, nurse practitioner friend who, you know, found the melanoma, but she also lives. Who saved your life. Yeah. Who saved yeah. my life and also lives on the beach yeah and so i mean we're just always on the beach together or at the pool in the summer and so yeah right after i was diagnosed she like reserved me a spot under the umbrella at the pool and that was one of my first thoughts like when i was getting kind of weird about it i just started laughing because i thought bianca's gonna be forcing me under umbrellas for Mm -hmm. the rest of our life and sure enough yeah yep you can stand under her umbrella Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes so that's so funny anyway there's anyway. my there's my melanoma soapbox yes <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to get off into all of that <laughs> i don't know i feel like people probably appreciate your melanoma soapbox more than they do my feminist rant soapbox, so. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah there you go yeah so <laughs> get those freckles checks guys yeah because it all ends at a funeral it all <laughs> yeah so oh, man we're here to do a research topic yeah believe it or not believe we're it or hiding not. behind our microphone hiding behind our microphone well this is part two of <laughs> <laughs> the episode yeah um yeah we're here to do research topic yeah we are which casey knows nothing about yeah so casey doesn't know about this one okay so today we're doing a research topic <laughs> 
Casey's being <laughs> creepy. I just climbed out from behind the microphone. You're like Taylor Poe. Did you ever read that book? No, is that Taylor Poe? No, my Taylor Poe. Oh. For a second, I thought you were doing the voice that Tay and a wind from <laughs> Nell. <Nail. from> <laughs> Tay Jody Foster. Yeah. No, oh. Taylor Poe. I want my Taylor Poe. Do you think any? Surely, someone listening mm-hmm. knows what you're talking about. I hope so. It's, right into it was funeral story. It was this really, really creepy children's book about this monster that like was haunting this Why man. The fuck, do people write children's children's books about monsters? I don't know. Like sometimes Shel Silverstein is too much Just for a me. Bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! What? He's got a cramp in my thigh. <laughs> Yes, we should drink more water and eat a banana. <laughs> We're back after Laura just got a leg cramp. Oh my god! Twenty nineteen. Okay, twenty nineteen. <laughs> so, doing a research topic, Casey. Yes. What do you know about Genghis Khan? Oh, I know some things. I know that, like we're all related to him. <laughs> That's a myth. Oh, is it? Yeah. Except for with the, at the the National Geographic Genome Project. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Yeah. Okay. Literally everyone is a descendant of Genghis Khan. And they say that. Oh, okay. Yes, I don't know how mythy it is. Well, they were like <laughs> talking about how they debunked all of that in the research I was doing about <laughs> Did you look into the national? So uh, do your research because it all ends in the future. Remains to be determined. (laughs) TBD, guys. TBD. We're just gonna. I know he was a fucking crazed motherfucker. Well, the the actual uh, the what you're talking about was that one out of every three people is related to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then they were saying that they've debunked that so it's somewhere between he's related one out of every three people is related to him and no one is so we're we're, we're somewhere in there well my lineage <laughs> because we have done the genome pro- or my uncle yeah. did the genome project yeah but yeah i mean that's also like it, it, it's such a small i mean what how long ago was that 15 yeah was it was before that <laughs> fucking no i'm so bad with time well, it's funny you should say that because... Okay, good. Go. Let's go. Genghis Khan ruled the Mongolian Empire, which was the largest contigu- contiguous empire in history from approximately 1186 to 1227 AD. Now, 1186 to 1227, just to put that into context, Ptolemaic period, mm-hmm. 305 to 30 BC, BC, Mm-hmm. Julius Caesar, mm-hmm. 100 BC. Mm-hmm. Bubonic plague, 1347 to 1351. So that he was before the bubonic plague. So he's before, after Julius Caesar, before bubonic plague. Okay, man, what was going on f- between Julius Caesar and? Uh, Genghis Khan <laughs> who was fucking shit up then guess we haven't we haven't done any research topics mm, okay 2018 people want to drink sarcophagus 
So full circle. <laughs> so there is our timeline of events. Yeah. They and that's it. And people are idiots. And we should go back to the time before iPhones. <laughs> and actually, robots are the end. There have there were some uh, there have been studies done that show that Genghis Khan slayed so many people mm-hmm. that it actually slowed the like it was actually global like a warming. favor in the end. Yeah, like mm. it's slow global warming. Yeah, like yeah. Well, he. Do you remember how we were talking about? Oh God, I, did I talk about Genghis Khan and my celebrity death? Like the funerals, like the crazy stuff about. I think I did. I mm-hmm. don't remember, but um, I was actually talking to Jenny, my sister, about Genghis Khan recently, and just about how everyone like that was a like people they would slaughter themselves yeah just to like keep yes. a secret and like yes of where he is and this that yes. and the other so yeah kind of crazy yeah so you actually know a little bit about i do yeah i do you Yay. know i love a crazy dictator <laughs> so genghis khan was many things the warrior who conquered the world by horseback the first great con of everything between the Pacific Ocean and the Caspian Sea. His story is full of kidnappings, bloodshed, love, and revenge. But that's just his history. The legend begins with his death. Dun, 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 dun. dun. So no one knows for sure how exactly Genghis Khan died or where he is buried. And the legends surrounding his death often conflict one another. Some were generated by his friends to honor him, some by his foes to denigrate him. So let's take a deeper look at these death legends of Genghis Khan. So okay. These, are, these, I mean, there are a lot, but some of them are just kind of... So. There's a really, really yeah. good chance that I said one of these in the celebrity death, and it was wrong. <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't remember. I thought I did cover Genghis Khan. I thought you said Alexander the Great. I did do Alexander the Great, too. Yeah? Yeah. But I thought I talked about him at least briefly. Okay. But I I hope you say that it's been proven (laughs) to be wrong. (laughs) Perhaps the most universally accepted theory is that Khan fell from his horse and died from his injuries. This is what is written in The Secret History of the Mongols, which was written by an unknown author in 1240 AD, and is said to be an eyewitness testimony from Khan's adopted son. The only surviving version is a Chinese translation. Though there doesn't appear to be any manipulation of the text, in this text, it says that Genghis fell from his own horse while hunting while hunting wild horses in the wintertime. The Chronicle describes his companion saying, Quote, his flesh has become hot, which could refer to a fever from illness or infection. Khan lived to direct the slaughter of the Tangut Chinese and died slowly from his illness during the war. Mm -hmm. This account of Khan's death seems plausible. A man of 65 years may well have contracted pneumonia during the winter, especially after suffering injuries from a fall. I wonder how... Uh, like what the life expectancy was back then. Like 65 seems like a really fucking long time yeah. to live in the 1200s or 1100. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems pretty. Yeah. I guess he had the best of the best. Yeah. He didn't help him. He killed you. <laughs> it also appears to be unbiased given that the death is neither heroic nor humiliating. So that sort of, you know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't paint him to be some sort of noble man. It lends itself to more truth. Yeah, it yeah. just it seems pretty honest, yeah. all in all. 
So the second theory is that he was killed during battle. The Hypatian Codex was written in 1425 and is stored at the Russian National Library in St. Petersburg. The Hypatian Codex consists of three chronicles, including a copy of the Galatian Volholian Chronicle, which states that Genghis Khan died in his final battle against the Chinese in 1227. This historical account claims that Khan was killed by the Tanguts. The Tanguts. Tanguts. Sorry. I just like that word. <laughs> I, I had like, to just did I, yell it. So did I say it wrong? <laughs> no, I hope not, because I like it. Yeah. The, <laughs> I hope I'm, because it's T-A-N-G-U-T-S, Tangoots. Yeah, I don't know. I literally, as soon as I said it, I was like, why did I do that? Tangoots. Tangoots. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I hope you had your volume on medium. <laughs> I hope you weren't driving. I know. They're like, Jesus Christ, Casey. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. The problem with this account is that at age 65, he would likely be well protected. However, it is possible that he wanted to die in battle to prevent his weakening condition and condition from threatening the integrity of the Mongol Empire. The Galatian Volhenian Chronicle was written approximately seven, 70 years after Khan's death and cannot be an eyewitness account. Nevertheless, a death in battle is rather vague and could refer to injuries sustained on the battlefield that later led to his death. It could also refer to exhaustion from illness like pneumonia. So Okay. So that's the second one. Which is kind of just saying, well, either of these things could be true. (laughs) But we don't know, so we're going to pretend like we do know. Yeah. It could be a it could be a horse injury covered up by a battle injury. So, oh, like a oh, yeah. the horse didn't hurt him. Yeah, he was being a badass. Yeah, I mean, it's just these are all theories. Yeah, all speculation. I want to know how tall he was. <laughs> what? Because he sounds like a classic case of little man syndrome. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Napoleon complex, like. Just overcompensating. I, there was something about there weren't any accurate depictions of him in history. Like any, yeah, well, because he was fucking wearing like twelve pounds of clothing. <laughs> anything, like anything you see of him, any of the historical depictions aren't really what he. So looked he like. was like Facetune and Photoshop <laughs> back in the twelve hundreds. Yeah, he yeah. Was, had some serious filters going mm, on. God, girl, yeah, filtered turn as that fuck. contrast up. Yeah. He was like the original MySpace profile picture, like taken from about six feet above of like your face at an angle in the only like the two o'clock sunlight or no, wait, the four o'clock sunlight, like just like, you know, yeah, I believe it with a waist trainer. (laughs) Why do you wear those? (laughs) Blood loss. So the third, so the third one. Blood loss from involuntary castration. (laughs) Please let that be it. Please let that be it. There's no way. In 1226, Khan returned from his military campaign in Persia to quash a rebellion in China. Despite conquering the... Zia? X-I-A? Zia and Mm. Jin dynasties over a decade earlier... Both had sought to restore their independence in his absence. Khan quickly crushed the uprising, and in 1227, he had most of the Zia royal family executed to prevent another betrayal. Hmm. 
According to a story passed down by Mongol tribesmen, a dream of red blood on white snow prompted Khan to consult his oracles. It was He the watched n- The Shining, <laughs> basically. <laughs> there was a dream of red blood on white snow. All work and no play makes Genghis a dull boy. <laughs> he started his period. <laughs> In the snow. He was surfing the crimson wave. You know what? Ass to the ladies. Welcome to it, bitch. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's had a period. In high school. <laughs> I don't trust anything that bleeds for five oh. or seven days and doesn't die. Ooh, I'm going to involuntary castrate <laughs> a motherfucker that says that. <laughs> it was the night before a battle against the last defiant Tengut prince. Tengut. Tengut. And Khan's oracles told him the blood was that of the prince and the white snow signified the prince's beautiful daughter who had rejected the advances of all suitors you're about to get real pissed off it's gonna be fun oh good (laughs) did you see my face twisting (laughs) okay here we go the next day when the prince was killed in battle and remember this is just a theory casey it's just a theory go ahead and stop climbing up on that soapbox it's okay just 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 keep your feet on the ground. Okay. The next day, when the prince was killed in battle, Khan took the fair Tengut princess to his bedchamber. He was preparing to rape her when she drew a hidden dagger from her hair and castrated him. King has probably died soon from, from blood loss. <laughs> the, the Mongol version contends that he fell into a deep sleep, awaiting a divine instruction to lead the Mongol people once again. <laughs> the princess committed suicide by throwing herself into the Yellow River, preventing her execution ever since the river has been known as the river of the princess hmm. Katun goal hmm. that's a badass though yeah what kind of dagger was it a hidden one oh she's <laughs> hidden of wood or ice or glass like what was it made of yeah like a I, I metal wanna... of some kind or wood would be cool like you're gonna uh, <laughs> chop off your wood with wood a woodpecker <laughs> um okay as much as i want to believe this badass bitch fucking cut Pastured off him his con's dick and he just bled from and him. he just was like oh no i'm <laughs> falling over and my dick's bleeding out um <laughs> I have a hard time understanding how a woman that's about to be raped, trigger warning, um, is going to pull out a dagger and somehow manage to stab a dick and then keep going. Like you might get one good prick, and, and then she you, would she would have to stab him first, and but he, then he wouldn't have died from the castration. He would have died from the wound. You know what? Though I really appreciate this, yeah, theory in the writing. Yeah, it would mm-hmm. make a great yeah documentary on History <laughs> Channel. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah, but I mean, but I could believe that that like there was a she had a dagger hidden somewhere. I mean, being a princess in those days, who and, was like not into dudes. Yeah, who's like nah, quit fucking hitting on me. Yeah, I'm gonna like, fucking. Because that's what it you. said that there were that there were people trying yeah. to get up on her all the time, and she's like, listen, I'm sleeping with a dagger in my bedchamber. <laughs> I like how that's her rape whistle. Yeah, it's just a fucking dagger. She's just like straight fuck for a rape it. whistle. Mm-hmm. They don't listen to the whistle. Nope, they don't give a fuck. Nobody comes running. Nope, I'm gonna stab a bitch in his dick. Yeah. Yeah. Come at me, bitch. Yeah. Bring your dick over. I'm not even going to kick him. I'm going to stab him. Yeah, I mean, if you kick a guy in the 
genital area general oh, no, you just edit yourself genital area <laughs> dick and balls <laughs> they they're down for a long time a, 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 a little bit yeah but like i imagine there's guards it's not like you're gonna run away real quick yeah like they're gonna get up mm-hmm. especially when this gang is gone gonna get up it's gonna be worse than yeah so you just gotta stab him in the dick yeah but that's what I'm, I feel like the st- story is more believable if she stabbed him and then cut his dick off. Mm-hmm. Stabbed him in like just in the like the head or the chest, like a or solid somewhere. like. Well, I mean, you know what though? Yeah, Lorena Bobbitt. She did that while he was sleeping. How the fuck do you sleep through? Wasn't it like a butter knife or something? No, it was a butcher knife. <laughs> a butter knife would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Butter knife. Did she drug him? That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you just not w- immediately wake up? Like, oh, someone's cutting my dick off. Oh, no more penis. Because it's well, I guess it's not bone. What if he was? Maybe he was sleeping on his side, and she just kind of like started sawing like, at his dick, it, like guillotined it. Like if he's laying on his side. Oh, and, and then the chopped. and then the penis is the neck. How do you cut then, a soft mm-hmm. dick though? It seems yeah. it'd be easier to cut off a hard dick. I've 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 no idea. We got to research that case. <laughs> I'm really, no one died. Didn't they get back together or something? After I don't think so. No, made that up. I'm trying to imagine a man that would get back <laughs> with a woman who cut his dick off. And that's the man I need to marry. <laughs> but there is some kind of crazy stuff I think with him where he um. Wasn't he like fucking some super young girl and Oh yeah, there was a reason why she did it. And but obviously. But he like made some money off of it and then I don't know, there's some kind of aftermath. With oh all surely that. National Enquirer wrote yeah. him a big check. <laughs> but like I st- <laughs> when we're done we need to research how to not know because Sethan's gonna see it and he's gonna panic I'm gonna be like googling how to cut off a soft dick and like, Sethan's just gonna go into straight like meltdown mode so we've got all Tangoot Bobbit princess over here <laughs> Tangoot Bobbit Tangoot Bobbit Tangoot Bobbit princess my bitch god okay so remember when I was just saying all this stuff about how like we've always been really sensitive <laughs> And we've, I, well, I think Genghis Khan. I don't, know that the term, I don't know that really sensitive was the term that we ever used, but that we just haven't crossed a line to the point where we went, maybe we should edit that out. We, we, we got to come back from this. Also, um, we're talking about Genghis Khan. It's not like we're talking about fucking Pope. No. Yeah. Mother Teresa. We're talking about Genghis Khan. I mean, he died years and years ago. Also, he was not not a great dude. Yeah. I mean, come on. Not super kind. If Genghis Khan was murdered in this way, <laughs> the motive was clearly revenge and the prevention of a physical assault. However, it also is quite humiliating way to die. <laughs> and according to some authors, the story may have been a creation of the Orat tribe. This tribe was known as the Western Mongols and for centuries they were rivals to Khan's Eastern Mongols whatever so. i mean that's like the the nastiest burn book yeah exactly like just straight up went in got his dick cut off <laughs> um the original mean girls but i mean i guess the river really is called katoon gold which is river of the princess so it must so, be true so, so so that's proof enough for me guys so you so, heard it here first you heard it here first that's the proof. we've confirmed <laughs> 
But obviously, I had to include that fucking story. <sighs> we should have more castration stories on here. Um, funeral stories. Just, let's change it to castration stories. I just... <laughs> send us your castration stories. We With want no know. photos, please. <laughs> no, no. I need, I need no photos of that. But Is there any medical, ne- like necessity that would call for a castration i don't know dick cancer yeah do, can you get dick cancer you should get melanoma of the dick oh we hey, all the eyeballs wear sunscreen <laughs> wear sunscreen everywhere <laughs> fucking bathe in it roll in a bathtub of sunscreen <laughs> wear sunscreen so these like wear a dick hat <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up I mean, these people... I could go for days. Yes. <laughs> the, you know, 70s free love when they used to do things like nudist colonies. In the broad like, daylight. Yeah, broad daylight, building houses, growing pot in the in the full-on nude. The ozone was a little better back then. Yeah, but still... Not great. That's not thick skin. No. <laughs> you don't have thick skin on your penis. Uh, so, tell us about your dick cancer. <laughs> Send your dick cancer <laughs> stories to hello at funeralstories.com. No, I'm, I really am sorry if you had dick cancer. Yeah, no, books. like legit yeah. talk yeah. about being sensitive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's your dick for fuck's sake. But wear sunscreen on your penis. Yeah. It was said to be Con's request. You're not too good for dick sunscreen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my daughter just yelled and it scared the shit out of me. She just yelled, dick sunscreen. Dick sunscreen. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> anyway. It was said to be Khan's request that he be buried in an unmarked grave somewhere close to the Onan River. But legends abound once again as to how Genghis Khan was able was also able to keep his burial place a secret. One legend states that a thousand horses were driven over the grave before trees were planted to conceal it. So overkill. Another says a river was diverted over his resting place to ensure that he would never a river? be found. Yes. A river diverted over his so resting place. Wouldn't like that event? I mean, they'd have to bury him pretty deep. Because wouldn't that eventually erode? Do rivers get deeper? I mean, if it's a river, like running over, like they bury him, and there's a river. I don't know. I'm not a I'm fucking. You're right. A, I don't know. <laughs> physics. I do appreciate you trying to like yeah. explain it, and you're like you know what. Fuck it. I don't yeah. know. I'm just saying, like... Fucking Google it. I was trying to, like, think how that would work. You're like, this isn't my theory, Casey. Yeah, I didn't come up with this. Literally never searched for Genghis Khan until I got on Google. Okay? Uh, yeah, I'm, but I am wondering, like, would it dig him up or would it just, like, make it deeper? Anyway. Um, would it I just wonder bury how him he deeper? was buried. You think he's, like, at the center of the earth now? He's like now molten lava. <laughs> he just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. <laughs> and or, he's going to come out on the other side in America. Maybe they did divert the river and he just washed away in it. That he dug a hole to China, but the reverse. <laughs> he dug a hole to America. Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Like some young kids are going to just yeah. stumble upon Genghis Khan's <laughs> body. No, his skeleton, maybe. Yeah. 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 Anyway, God. A, br- a brutal virgin says that all who observed the funeral caravan were executed. Thus, even in death, he found a way to slaughter innocents. That's the one that I... Yeah. Yeah. 
Your one line. <laughs> all my research. For You're like, that's the one I knew about. <laughs> that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. <laughs> I'm so thorough. <laughs> God damn uh, it. <laughs> according to Columbia University's Asia for Educators, there is another possibility, however, that Genghis Khan's body was simply allowed to lie where it fell. At this time in their history, the Mongols had not yet developed a tomb culture. In fact, they would only Mm. develop a tomb culture after they'd had greater contact with the Chinese and the Persians. Thus, Genghis's body may have been left to be consumed by the animals. So there might not be a final resting... That one just feels like it's probably right. Like, fell from his horse during battle, maybe because of... And then just... Yeah. Done. And maybe someone was just like, oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Don't, shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> he, he's fine. Like, his guards are riding behind him. They're just like, oops. Yeah. Or then Oopsie. all those guards also <laughs> fell off their horses. <laughs> like, just he like, slipped on a banana peel. Yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> Genghis Khan, Mario Kart. <laughs> just like. <laughs> That'd be good. Just I was like, like whoa, whoa, wee, wow. Oh, I didn't see it. I'm ready to be done with this fucker. And that horse is like, peace. Like, yeah, I mean, but his guards are just like, I'm so fucking tired of killing people. It's just like, I just want to like sit down with my family, like, have some milk. I'm ready for a Netflix and chill. <laughs> like, I'm just over this. I've killed like 10 of my own wives. Yeah. I'm so I'm tired. Just looking of, for love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of killing people. Like, I'm, I'm scared he's about to like make me kill myself to keep his secret. Mm-hmm over this shit like i really just want to like write a novel and like go on sabbatical yeah (laughs) chill (laughs) i'd really like to see uh, greece yeah (laughs) without murdering everyone i hear yeah i want to see greece without conquering it (laughs) i hear them just to visit a place (laughs) i hear the maldives are nice this time of year It'd be nice to just visit. I don't know. Eat some local food. <laughs> Take in the culture. Because it's like we always fucking kill them and then there's nothing to eat except for their bodies. <laughs> Very gamey. Jesus Christ. But yeah, that just does kind of feel right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take, leave it to somebody to just go like, well, let's look at the time period. People yeah. didn't bury people then, so... I don't know. I'm not a historian or anything, so, but... So maybe he's not buried. Maybe he just is uh, You know, there. all these millions of dollars we've spent trying to find them. <laughs> Here's an idea. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> Yet, moving on... Okay. Genghis Khan's But there's tomb. more. Genghis Khan was buried without a monument... Okay, if he was buried, he was buried without a monument or even a headstone. In keeping with Mongol belief that the dead should not be disturbed, legend has it that the soldiers who carried out the mission mission were slaughtered to make sure the secret was safe for all time. Yeah. Terrence McCoy wrote in the Washington Post, when Genghis Khan died, he didn't want to be found. So soldiers in his burial party butchered anyone they saw on their way to his burial tomb. Then they killed the people who built the monument. Then finally they killed themselves. Mm. So that's, you know, what people, one of the legends. Genghis Khan's tomb is said to be on a mountain named Burkhankoldum. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And moving on. But no. Uh, <laughs> Bargold. <laughs> and no one has any idea where a mountain by that name is. Although, <laughs> where the fuck did that come from? They actually were the first to explore uh, voyage space. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's on Mars. <laughs> Birkenhagen means fell from horse and lay there. Although, <laughs> I thought you were serious. I was like, uh, problem solved. Fucking fix the mystery, idiots. <laughs> Fell from horse and lay there. He did. Uh, he's on a mountain. They're like, but seriously, like maybe somebody was saying this word, and they're like, maybe that's a mountain. No, it's just a word. No. Anyway, although it is thought to be near River Onan, not far from where he was born, it's rumored to contain a fortune. That's where it all comes down. It's rumored to contain a fortune in buried treasures and is thus sought by historians, archaeologists, and treasure hunters from around the world because we suck. You're awful. According to Mongol- Mongolia Today, incredible treasures were buried with Genghis Khan from every corner of his vast empire. And as one researcher told the Associated Press, if we find what items were buried with him, we could write a new page for world history. Okay. Because there's just so much shit. Yeah. Like, there's so much buried with him. They speculate that there's so much buried with him that they could just write a new page. But I'm like, if it's that much, wouldn't you have found it by now? Yeah, right? Like, yeah. Especially if it's under fucking river. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those lamps. I mean, yeah. Those genie lamps. (laughs) Definitely floating. Somewhere. Obstacles looking for Genghis Khan's tomb. Firstly, Mongolians absolutely hate archaeologists disturbing the nation's most holy sites. Okay, so that that's a big that's hard. Yeah. In fact, the spot where a lot of people thought Khan was buried is actually one of the country's most sacred spots. It's called Ik Koreng, which translates literally to the Great Taboo, but is often called the Forbidden Zone by outsiders. Mongolians detest any attempt to touch graves or even wander around graveyards. According to ancient tradition, burial spots are forbidden areas in which no one is allowed. Mongolians themselves are really fine with the fact that his tomb has never been discovered. Many of the country's 2.8 million inhabitants have clung to the ancient belief that it would be sacrilegious to dig up anyone's tomb. And for the most of the 20th century, the area where the tomb was most likely to be found was closed off by the government. The Ministry of Education, Culture, and Science has instituted regulations requiring a permit for any digs to ensure their legitimacy. A Japanese organized expedition to find the tomb was closed down after three years in the early 1990s. After popular resentment, after popular resentment built up on fears that Japanese scientists planned to dig up Genghis Khan's remains if they found them. For many Mongolians, however, there is still something vaguely wrong about digging around in a place that has potentially held its secret for 800 years. Traditional families to this day hold funerals in strict intimacy, sometimes in the house just before dawn to avoid notice, and many believe disturbing Genghis Khan's could bring back bad luck. Yeah, I would say so. So, yeah, that's... So we're okay not knowing where he is. Yeah. Some people just don't So really, like, the people of his own country, his people... You know, they're like, why is everyone why do trying? You want it? Yeah, like this. This is kind of 
against our culture <laughs> to even yeah. be doing this. Also, not like a super cool dude. To, yeah. Like, just heads up. Yeah. Maybe we just, just don't find him. Yeah. God fucking <laughs> like, forbid. Just, because he probably isn't buried anywhere. Yeah. He's like, probably the, got eaten I by mean, a fucking wolf. <laughs> what do you think about? I mean, Mongolian the wolf. The simplest explanation. Yeah. You know? But we like to yeah. sensationalize shit. When you hear hoofbeats, don't assume zebras. Assume horses that ran over his body after he fell off of them. I thought you were like doing like a saying. No, well, I mean, you know that's like when you hear hoofbeats, mm. you don't know that one. Of course, you don't know this. Do one? you okay. think I? So you know the okay, <laughs> the simplest explanation. So when you hear hoofbeats, assume horses, not zebras. Why wouldn't you? What if you were in Africa? <laughs> I mean, punching holes in your logic. <laughs> Okay. Bloop, 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 bloop. You're in Mongolia. <laughs> Assume horses. Yeah. Do they have wolves in Mongolia? I don't know. Hmm. Probably. I feel like wolves are everywhere. So all of our listeners in Mongolia, mm-hmm. just write into hello at funeralstories.com <laughs> and let us know about your wildlife. <laughs> this is also the wildlife podcast. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll do whatever. Yeah. Whatever's going to get us reviews <laughs> and listens, except we won't quit bantering. Uh, no, we won't. Mm-mm. So, I mean. And we're not going to turn our music down. Write all the negative re- reviews you want about our bantering, but that's just not going to happen. Well, even if we try. Yeah. Which we're not going to. There's just no way to stop us talking to each other. Yeah. Especially when you have a microphone. Yeah. In front of your face. Right. With eye mm-hmm. contact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And two best friends. <laughs> Who only see each other when yeah. we podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. So. Just a quick reminder. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Four or five stars, guys, please. Yeah. But I thought you said there was love. That was the story of his life. Oh. I was doing the story of his death. Oh, so we don't know about his love? I didn't look into that. I wasn't interested. (laughs) I'm always interested in the night, like the soft side of psychopaths and serial killers. Like how Hitler was an artist. Yeah, and like how Hitler... I recently was watching something with this like Jewish scholar who was saying that I don't mean to laugh, but he was saying like in Hitler's like with Hitler committed suicide, he like his suicide note or the equivalent thereof. He was like, it will take centuries for anti uh, anti Semitism mm-hmm. to rule the world again. Yeah. And this Jewish scholar was like. Um, Hitler was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like a solid, like 70, 60 years yeah. in America, but it's like all over the place in Europe. And, you know, then we have a mosque shooting, like just like it's crazy. Hitler was wrong. Yeah. People are sympathizing with Hitler. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Or I just thought of how the East Area rapist, um, when his victims were called, sometimes they would cover him up with a blanket. What, like before they were dead, because he didn't kill all, most of his victims. Who is this? The East Area Rapist. Which one's this? The one that they just the, caught. 
with the oh he know? did but he did kill he did kill yeah he did kill some the, but he the in that the gold the, the golden state killer yeah golden state killer yeah. so he had several different names yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay pat Oswalt's wife what uh what was her name michelle mcnamara michelle mcnamara yeah i always call her like mac michelle and i'm like that's not mac, mac michelle no michelle mcnamara michelle yeah McNamara. yeah so she's the one who coined the term golden state killer yes yeah okay and so yeah. he but he he didn't kill all of his victims but just some some of them yes but there were a lot of victims yeah so how many did he kill i want to say like 13 was the number of what he killed that's plenty but raped like 60 something so do you think they'd call him a serial rapist and serial killer first like which one or cause i would I'm, say serial rapist with the necessity to kill in some situations so serial killer yeah Ooh. serial rape i mean but some because i guess he's not a serial killer he didn't kill everyone he, he, he i don't think that his drive was to kill them his drive was to rape them and then sometimes you have to kill so that you won't get caught so that you can rape again killing was just something to facilitate i mean I'm, this is all just speculation i mean of course, if everyone just carried a fucking dagger around yeah didn't cut off a penis yeah. man yeah just, yeah but that was the whole thing was how sometimes his, his you know i mean they were naked and they would be cold and he would cover them up with a blanket so they wouldn't be cold it's not a bad guy <laughs> so it's like <laughs> i just did the most nicer than some of the men i've dated the- <laughs> To the hardest Gary's never roll. offered me his jacket. Right? Like, Seven's like, no, why would you want my jacket? I'm cold. Like, you should have brought your own. God. True. <laughs> so- when Seven's feeling very generous, he'll be like, oh, 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 this? You want, okay, yeah, hold on. Yeah. And then he, then he just bitches about being cold the whole time. <laughs> and then I'm the one that has to be chivalrous. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck chivalry. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man well we just went all over the place yeah. with this episode so but that was my research Genghis Khan Genghis Khan sounds like you knew most of it already but there you go no he, I didn't know a lot <laughs> uh, he, you know about the castration which is kind of one of the best parts <laughs> And the act, like, what I feel is probably what actually happened to him is that, because, you know. Nothing glorious people, and glamorous. Yeah. But also, like, I feel like people want to sensationalize things for the most part. So I'm surprised that the castration story isn't the most popular story about what happened to I him. I know. Like, I feel like the most. Tangoot. What, <laughs> tangoot. Tangoot. I feel what most people think about is that he, um the pneumonia fell mm-hmm. from a horse thing and then they talk about the burial and people killing themselves to protect but i'm surprised that more people don't talk about the castration story because that's so let's get this trending on twitter guys by far the most <laughs> uh sensationalized one because that's what you tend to remember and so that's what <gasps> circulates more let's get constration <laughs> trending on twitter <laughs> hashtag constration hashtag constration <laughs> I was over here like gangestration. No, no, that doesn't hmm. work. What could I possibly? Ooh, Ooh. concentration. <laughs> just, just uh, a little insight into how Casey's mind works. Ooh, ooh, what an idea! I'm about to make a funny. Ooh, I'm gearing up for it. Over here, just patting myself on the back, hoping I don't get a cramp. Nana's sore. Old Mima over here making a dick joke <laughs> or 
Like the rub dick joke. <laughs> there she goes again, guys. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs> 2019 was supposed to be. Better. It was such a good year. You said you were so <laughs> five days in. You said this is going to be the year you were smart. I'm just kidding. No, Casey actually varies. Various. <laughs> Casey actually varies. So is Laura. <laughs> so is Laura. I want to hide. It's late ish we've recorded way later the earliest we've ever recorded a nighttime episode (laughs) oh man oh man it all ends in funeral guys guys uh so give us your money (laughs) (laughs) so i guess (laughs) to wrap this up hold on to your horse because (laughs) it all ends in a funeral I should have said it all ends in concentration. Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.